0: and I have to follow that <laughs> praise God every time I hear my wife sings I want to just marry her all over again <laughs> had, I, had I known now Melita had I known then what I know now I think I would have gotten married a whole lot sooner. Uh, My days with her are getting sweeter and sweeter. And I praise God. I praise God that he has allowed us to uh, be with you again today. And I thank God that we have a chance to share with you from the word of God. Um, There's a lot of things about these wise men that uh, we sort of take for granted, that we believe but it's not true and I want to take a few minutes of your time today we don't have life app today uh, so I can at least go until at least 1045 or somewhere along in there or whatever but uh, we got plenty of time to preach so um, y'all just relax take your shoes off if you want to and just listen but um, I just I just praise God again for our for our church for our church members our pastor and all the you know to see to see our youth Going out in such a way and serving in that way just bring joy to my heart. It does. It does. And then to have Felicia to get baptized, you know, today, praise God for your decision to follow through on that. And that's, that's wonderful. That, praise God for that. Let me, let me read. Um, y'all, it's amazing. Um, a couple of days ago. About three days ago, I really didn't have a voice. You can probably tell by my voice now, but I didn't have a voice about three days ago. So I began to pray and ask God to just help me restore my voice or whatever the case may be. And he did. And so uh, the, the, the enemy is real. He's real. I, I, I even thought about calling Pierre. And said, hey, Peter, I don't think I'm going to be able to preach Sunday. But the Lord cleared my voice. Amen. And I'm standing here before you today. Amen. Let me let me hurry to the text. Let me hurry to the text. Uh, Matthew chapter 2. And I want to read just a couple of verses, verses 1 and 2. And then I want to read, um, you know, some other portions of Scripture. Well, in, I want to stay primarily in this text if I can. But um just want to share this with you as relates to the wise men why were these men wise what was their purpose why did they come and we're going to talk about that today and I want to share with you some of the things that we believe to be true about these wise men but it's really not true so I want to share that with you let's look at the verse it says in Matthew chapter 2 verse 1 now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Gracious God, our Father, we thank you for the fact that your son, the Lord Jesus Christ, was born. We thank you that he grew up in the city of Nazareth. Grew up to be a man, and at about the age of 33, he gave his life on the cross so that we could have eternal life, so that we could have a relationship with you. And that's why we celebrate, not just on Christmas, not just on resurrection, but we can celebrate every day of our lives the truth about your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we ask your blessings now as your word goes forth. However you choose to do that, we'll bless you and we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. I should have been crucified. I should have suffered and died. I should have hung from a cross in disgrace. But Jesus, God's son, took my place. These wise men, you know, we can learn a valuable lesson from them. These men were not even what we will call Christians, but we can learn a lesson from them. Uh, The tradition goes that they they give names to them or whatever, but the Bible doesn't give them names. It just says, that there were uh men who traveled magi from the east arrived in jerusalem we don't really know their name now tradition gives them their name and you can study the the tradition on, of that if you want I've, I've done my study on that and and so but since we have no way of knowing if that really was their names or whatever then i won't dwell on that or whatever but tradition says that they more than likely Uh, came from the country of Persia, which is modern-day Iran. Now, the amazing thing about these, these, these magi or these wise men, you know, we see scenes, and even in Christmas pageants and all of that, we see them coming the night of Jesus' birth. But they didn't come the night of his birth. The only ones at the manger... That night were the shepherds. Check out Luke chapter 2, and you'll see that. The wise men didn't come, and I'm going to show it to you in the text later. They didn't come until later. But we see, we see manger scenes. We see uh, pageants, and we have the wise men coming that night. They did not come that night. The only ones at the manger were the shepherds. Why shepherds? They were considered outcasts of society. They were considered the the lowest you could go. Shepherds. These men could not even testify in a court of law. They were ceremonially unclean. This is all introduction. I'm going to get to the text in a moment. But they, they, but they were ceremonial and clean. They could not testify in the court of law. They could not even, so to sort of speak, go to church. Couldn't even go to church. Because they spent all of their time with the sheep. And if you spend all of your time with the sheep, guess what? You're going to end up smelling like sheep. People didn't want to be around them. And yet, God chose these dirty, stinky, smelly shepherds to get the word out about the birth of his son. The shepherd's not who I want to talk about. I'm just giving you some background. (laughs) The angel had come to Mary and told her about her son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who was going to be born that this conception is going to take place because of the power of the Holy Spirit. Mary said, I find this hard to believe because I I know no man, anything like that, so how can this be? She questioned what was going to happen. And yet, she said later on, be it unto me, whatever you will, she submitted to the will of God. She submitted and surrendered submissively to the will of God. And Joseph, being a just man, a righteous man, found out about what was going on, what had happened, and he wanted to just secretly divorce or get rid of Mary because they were engaged to be married and all that. And, and in that in that day and time, the the betrothal was just as good as being, you know, might as well be married or whatever. But, they, but he wanted to just privately get rid of her, you know, divorce, because the, he wanted to save her from the embarrassment of being, you know, pregnant out of wedlock and all those kind of things because he didn't know what, he he couldn't understand it. He couldn't understand it. And yet, the angel of the Lord came to Joseph in a dream and told Joseph, Joseph, it's okay. Go ahead and marry, Mary. Follow father with your plans because this thing that's done is of of the, the Lord and everything is going to be okay, Joseph. And guess what Joseph did? He surrendered and submissively surrendered to the will of God. He said, all right, so be it. And then Caesar Augustus made a decree that all the world should be taxed. And everybody had to go to their own country. And Joseph had to leave, and Mary had been pregnant and all of this. I don't want to forget about the part which went to, to visit with Elizabeth and all of that. But they had to leave, and they had to go. And it was on that night when they arrived in Bethlehem, when they arrived, whenever that was, we don't know whether it's afternoon, evening, whatever it was, but we do know that it was, it was sometime after dark because at that, when, she, when they arrived, it was there in Bethlehem that she gave birth to her son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And then the Bible says, there were in that same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Now, we know that was sometime in November, December, somewhere along in there. So uh, we, we, we celebrate December. We know, uh, uh, let me back up. We celebrate his birthday on December 25th. Now, we all know that that's not actually the birthday of Jesus Christ. We all know that. We, 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 we celebrate it. That's the day that's been set aside in the United States of America. That's why we celebrate his birth. But that's not really his birth date, and no one really knows per se. We do know this, that it had to be sometime in March, April, May, because shepherds would not have been keeping watch over their flock by night about in the fields in the wintertime. The sheep, bring the sheep during winter. So it had to be somewhere March, April, May. That's where the, that could have happened. We don't know exactly the date, all of that, but we do know this. He was indeed born. The shepherds. The angel appeared to the shepherds, and the shepherds get all excited about what the angel had said to them. And then the shepherds said, well, let's go and see what the angel has said to us. They really said what the Lord has made known unto us. And they left their sheep. Now, we don't know uh, how many shepherds there were. The Bible doesn't tell us. But, but let me use my... Spiritual imagination here. And they probably left the youngest shepherd there to take care of the sheep while the older ones left. I don't know. Maybe that's what they did. (laughs) But anyway, somebody had to stay there with the sheep. Now, was it the youngest of the shepherds? I don't know. But somebody stayed there with those sheep while the other shepherds went into Bethlehem to see what the Lord had told them. And when they arrived, guess what, y'all? They found the babe wrapped in swallowing clothes, lying in a manger. Just as the angel said to them. And the amazing thing after this, the shepherds left and they were rejoicing about what they had seen and what they had heard. And they told everybody they came in contact with about this birth, about this baby that they saw in the manger, just as the Lord had revealed unto them. They were excited. What about you? Did you really talk about Jesus this Christmas season or you kind of just got caught up in all the trinkets and the toys and all that kind of stuff? Or did you share with somebody, did you share with somebody about who he really is? Or did you just kind of get caught up in all the stuff? And if we're not careful, we'll find ourselves Get caught up in all the stuff and forget about Jesus, whose birthday we celebrate. Now, while I'm in the neighborhood, let me mention this. He never really asked us to remember when he was born. I'm going to say that again because some of y'all got quiet on that one. He never asked us to remember when he was born. But he did ask us to remember his death. Every Sunday morning at Living Word Fellowship Church, we remember his death, burial, and resurrection in the form of communion, the Lord's Supper. He did ask us to remember that. And so... Am I saying no? It's, it's okay to celebrate Christmas. Nothing wrong with that. I, we do it all the time, but you don't have to wait until December 25th to do it. You can celebrate his birth every day of the year because we serve a risen Savior. He's alive. So the shepherds told everybody about what they had seen and what they had heard, and the people were amazed at what these shepherds said. You know why? because these shepherds were illiterate men. They, 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 didn't, they hadn't gone to anybody's school or whatever. They didn't have the theological training or whatever the case may be. They were, no, they were not prophets. They were not uh, wise people or whatever. But because of the, the testimony, people believed them. People were convinced that these men had seen and heard something. And the Bible says everybody heard were amazed. Now, fast forward about. Two years later, there are those who said it could have been between anywhere between six six months to two years or whatever. We don't actually know for sure, but we do know it had to be at least at least two years later. Here come the wise men. I know that's a shock for some of y'all, but two years later, we have the wise men coming. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king. Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Their pursuit was to seek him. Who is to him? Jesus. Now, again, these men... (laughs) were not kings. I know this is going to come as a shock to some of y'all, but these men were not kings. You know, the song, We Three Kings of or no, they were not kings. See, some of y'all are getting just kind of like, like, he's messing me up. No, I'm telling you the truth. They were not kings. They, they were magi. They were magicians or astrologers. That's what they were. Uh, They were wise men, probably Zoroastrian from Persia, which is modern-day Iran. Uh, They had knowledge of the Hebrew Scriptures. They they knew the Scripture. uh, They could be traced back to the time of Daniel. And they they came seeking the life-giver king. These men are not Christians. But they came seeking the life-giver king, the life-giver king, Jesus. Why? Because they had seen his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. What are your pursuits? Is Jesus in the center of your pursuits? Their pursuit was to seek him. Now, now I know, I know some of y'all think that Pastor Lawrence is off his rocker. No. No. The reason they thought they were kings is because you go back and look at Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 through 6, it kind of give that idea, and then you go back and look at Psalm 72, 11 and people kind of get that idea of them being kings, but it, they really were not kings. Matter of fact, these men were what you might call astrologers. They they believed in divinations. They 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 foretold the future and stuff like that. And they, you know, they they when they saw this star, they knew it was something about this star. They knew it was something about it in scripture because they had studied the scriptures. And so they just wanted to know more about what was going on, and so they traveled. Now we know they didn't get there that night because from 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 <laughs> from where they were in the east to get to Bethlehem, it's about eight to nine hundred miles they weren't on a jet plane they wasn't on Amtrak if not Amtrak does amtrak still exist they would they, let me put this they didn't have a bullet train <laughs> they traveled. By animal. Now we we all we all think they traveled by by camel, which is probably more than likely that's where they did. But it could have had horses. We don't know. But 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 they could have traveled by 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 whatever the mode of transportation was in that day. You know some type of animal. You know we'll just say camel. So set y'all at ease, okay. I've already messed out y'all up already, let me just set you at ease. They traveled by camel, and they had to prepare all. They had to prepare for this trip. Yes, they just couldn't go down to American allies and say, "Hey, we want to go to Jerusalem." Didn't exist. <laughs> they had to prepare the food, preparation, and all the stuff in order to get to Jerusalem. They had to make some serious preparation. And in spite of that, their pursuit was to seek Him. That's what their pursuit was. Now, not only were their, their, their pursuit was to seek Him, but their purpose was to worship Him. Look, look, at, look at verse 2. It says, where is He? who had been born king of the Jews, for we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Their purpose was to worship him. And, and the Bible says, and the Bible says, uh, look at this part. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Herod was troubled. Now, why was he troubled? Why was Herod was troubled? Because Herod was the king. And Herod had some issues, y'all. He did. He had some issues. Herod was a, a wicked, um, Mama Vera would say scoundrel. <laughs> and he didn't want anybody else being king but him. And so what does Herod do? What does Herod do? What does Herod do? Look, look at this. And, 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 he, and, and so he gathered together all the chief priests and the scribes of the people. Uh, uh, he inquired of them where the, where the Messiah was, was to be born. That's, that's verse verse 4. They said to him in Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what has been written by the prophets. So it said this has been written by the prophets. And it goes on in you, Bethlehem, land of Judah are by no means least among the leaders of Judah. For out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Now look at Herod. Look what, he, look what he does. Listen, then Herod secretly called the Magi and determined from them the exact time the star appeared. Now why did he do that? Because he was thinking now, if, if I figure out when this star appeared, I can kind of figure out how old this child would be, and then I'll know how to deal with him thinking. And in and, and verse 8, and he sent them to Bethlehem. And He said, he said now, now I want you guys to go and search carefully for the child. And when you have found him, report to me so that I too may come. And worship him. Liar. <laughs> had no had no had no intentions of worshiping Jesus. Now I, I would say this. There are some people who come to church and they have no intentions of worshiping Jesus. We come for the wrong reason. One little boy said, I come because my mama made me come. <laughs> Stories told about a young man, his mother was getting him up from, from bed one, one morning. He didn't want to get up. He said, mama, why do I, I have to go to church? Why should I get up, mama? Why should I, why should I get up and go to church? Why do I have to do that? Why, why should I do that? I'm, I'm kind of sick and tired of going to church. I'm, why should I do that, mama? Why should I do it? And then he said, give, "Give me, give me, give me, give me three reasons why I should go to go to church." The mother looked at him. She said, "Well, first of all, because you're forty years old." <laughs> and then the second reason she said, "Because you're you are a Christian." And the third reason she said, "Because you're the pastor of the church." Herod had—oh, it's okay to laugh, y'all. It's okay. You're not going to get out here alive anyway, so you might as well just laugh and enjoy it. Uh, Herod had no intentions of worshiping Jesus. None. Not nada, Zip. She had no intentions of worshiping Jesus. He told the wise men, when y'all go, y'all go seek him out, when y'all find him, you guys come back, report to me because I want to go worship him. Didn't didn't, didn't want to do that. He had other things in mind. He had other plans. And and, and after hearing the king, verse 9, after hearing the king, they went their way. Now you can affirm a lot in that. And they went their way. And the star, now the star appeared again, which they had seen in the east, went on before them until it came and stood over the place where the child was. This star that they had seen in the east reappeared, and this time it appeared or led them to where the child was. Now, there are a lot of things about what kind of star it was. You know, people come with all different kinds of things, and they want to say it was, it was planets, could have been you know, Jupiter and all this kind of stuff. There's just a lot of different things that could have happened. But, but I, I kind of tend to believe it was more like the Shekinah glory that, that God, when the children are in the, in, in, the, in the wilderness, how God led them by a pillar of cloud, a uh, uh, pillar of fire by, by night and a pillar of cloud by day. I'm thinking it was something similar to that, where he led them, and, 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 and the star led them to where the child was and i love this look at verse 10 and when they saw the star they rejoice exceedingly with great joy keep in mind y'all these men are not believers they're not christians and you know what let me tell you something we can learn a lot from people who are not christians I know some of y'all do not going to like this, but you know there are some Christians who are better, there are some people who are not Christians, are better at being a Christian than you are being a Christian. I'm going to say that again. There are some people who are not Christians are better at being a Christian than you are being a Christian. But when they saw the star they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. That's what Past talks about the star, you know, you when know, we talk about his cowboys. <laughs> so, so they, I just had to get that in. But uh, they, 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 they saw the star. They rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. They were so excited. And they saw the star. And then, so, so, so their, their, their pursuit was to seek him. And their purpose was to worship him. And look, look at verse 11. Here we go. After coming into the manger. That's not what it says, does it? What does it say? And after coming into the what? The house. They saw who? Notice who they saw first. They saw the child. Uh, they, they, they 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 saw the child and Mary and then notice the response of these wise men. When they saw the child, they fell down to the ground, and what did they do? They worship him. They worship him. Their their praise was to him. Notice that the wise men, here I go again, messing some of y'all up, they did not worship Mary. Mary herself is a recipient of grace just like all the rest of us. She's not a dispenser of grace as some people teach. Mary is a recipient of grace, just like all the rest of us. Ephesians 2.8.9, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is the gift of God, not of works, that any man should boast. Notice that they gave their praise to the life-giver king. They didn't bow down and worship Mary even though she was there. Joseph was there and all that, but they didn't bow down and worship them. Their their praise was to the life-giver king. Their praise was to him. When you come to church, who do you give your praise to? And if we're not careful, we'll end up giving our praise to the wrong people. Why were these men wise? Because their praise was to him. Their purpose was to worship him, and their pursuit was to seek him. And then look, look at what they did. Uh, not only did they did they fall down and they they worship him. But then look at verse, continue in verse 11. Then opening their treasures, look what they did. They presented him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Fourth thing about these wise men is that their presentations were to him. They opened their Treasures. They presented to him gifts suitable for a king. Gold symbolizing his deity, frankincense was a fragrance symbolizing the purity of Christ, and myrrh and almond of death symbolizing the death of Christ. Notice they did not exchange gifts. Among themselves. Amen. Just think about it. They did not exchange gifts among themselves. They were celebrating the birth of. Let me, let me let me let me let me let me make it let me make it a little bit more home than that, Brother Bates. Would you stand up just for a moment? Brother Bates, when is, if you don't mind, tell us, when is your birth date? <laughs> December what? December 20th? So you just had a birthday recently. Okay, now, we're going to, we, bro, Brother Bates' birthday, we're going to come to his house, and we're going to celebrate his birthday, right? But instead of giving the gift to Brother Bates, we're going to give the gift to Brother Stovall. But it's not his birthday. The wise men didn't exchange gifts among themselves. That's why some people get set up, get get so upset about the gifts. Some of y'all got some gifts yesterday. And you got upset about it. <laughs> because it wasn't what you were expecting. And, and you didn't. And maybe some of y'all didn't get what you were expecting. You got a little upset. Now, am I saying, no, there's nothing wrong with a change of gift. Don't, don't go there. Don't go there. I'm just saying, think about the presentations. It was to him. And if you're going to give somebody a gift, give them a meaningful gift. Something that means something, a gift, That means something to the person. You know, probably don't need another toothbrush. (laughs) Pair of socks. You know, I'm just... Their presentations were to him. They, they, they got all excited and they fell down and worshipped him. Uh, they, 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 they did not exchange gifts among themselves. They, they, they presented their gifts to the life-giver king, Jesus. Nothing in my hand I bring. Simply to the cross I cling. Without Jesus there is no Christmas. Without Jesus there is no salvation. Without Jesus there is no heavenly home. Without Jesus there is no blessings for you and for me without jesus and and he and he and he constantly is giving us gifts that we do not deserve but these wise men who were not christians presented gifts to him because they believed he was a king and 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 again keep in mind these men were not Believers, per se, they, they, were, they were, you know, not what you would consider Christians. They, they, they believed in all different kind of stuff. Totally opposite what Christians believed in. But they had, as my grandma would say, they had enough sense to recognize who Jesus was. They honored him. They honored him. Let, let me move on. They, and then the next thing they did, they, their their presentations were to him. Their praise was to him. Their purpose was to worship him, and their pursuit was to seek him. And then keep reading the verse twelve. And having been warned by God. In a dream. Now, it, go go back, check it out. In. In Matthew, and you look in the, the many times that the angel of the Lord appeared in a dream. And in Matthew, as I understand it, there were at least six times that the word, the angel of the Lord appeared in a dream. Angel of the Lord appeared in a dream. Angel of the Lord appeared in a dream. About six times that that, that, that happens in this, in this chapter. And, and, and whenever the angel of the Lord appears, he always has a message for the person from God. Now, I would like to think, I would like to think, I would like to think that these wise men, once they encountered Jesus, Kiran, their lives were changed. That's what I would like to think, Brother Donald. But I can't, I can't prove that. I just, I just know that when they, when God came to them and warned them in this dream, that, that they obeyed God rather than man. And have been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod. Why? Again, as my grandma said, that scoundrel wanted to kill him. He didn't want to worship Jesus. He wanted to kill Jesus. And we're going to see later on in the text where he got so upset when the wise men didn't come back. You know the story. He got so upset that he just killed all the babies from six months to two years old. Can you imagine that? Those mothers trying to protect their children from this, from this demented king. And being warned of God. Being warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod. The Magi left for their own country by another way their plans were changed because of Jesus being warned by God and dream, divine guidance not to return to Herod because Herod wanted to kill him the wise being left for their own country by another way another way How have you been celebrating the birth of Christ? Have you just been kind of going along, you know, just doing all traditional stuff and, you know, doing your thing and not thinking about there may be another way to celebrate his birth? Remember, he did die. He was buried. And he did get up from the grave. And I tell you you don't have to wait to December 25th you can celebrate his birth every day of your life. We serve a risen savior. So they so 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 they they their their plans were changed because of him and so they 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 went another way. They 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 took another route. And and it's very difficult for me to be, to believe that when you come in contact with the life-giver king, that you can remain the same. You can remain the same. You, you may not accept him or whatever the case may be, but but I know there's something that happened that, that caused you to realize that that there's this man is real. This is who he says he is. And those wise men realize that. Now, whether or not they accepted Christ, I don't know. Whether or not they believed, I don't know. But I would like to think that they were changed because of coming in contact with the life giver king Jesus. I know what he did for me. At the age of 16, I'm minding my own business. You know, not I mean just taking care of my little whatever I had to take care of in Course County, Texas at that time and and wasn't even thinking about becoming a Christian or whatever. And it's amazing how the Lord arranges things in your life, and you don't know how He's doing stuff, and He's doing it because He has a plan in mind for you. Yes, Never forget, uh, Sister Lawrence's mother and father told them that uh, if a if if and this, this is the term they use if a boy won't go to church with you, don't bring him to my house. And so when Bobby shared that with me, and I was not going to church at the time, was not a Christian or whatever, but I was certainly interested in her. And just like I said, had I known <laughs> then what I knew now, I would have accepted Christ a whole lot sooner. <laughs> but but, but when, he, when she said that, I said, oh, go to church. No problem. I'll go to church. And I did. And little did I know that that very Sunday that I went to church with Bobby for the first time, going to church with her, that I accepted Christ as my personal Savior. <laughs> and then later on, got involved with the Ministry of Child Evangelism Fellowship. And it was, a Thursday, it was on a Thursday night, sitting in a, a teacher training class on a Thursday night at Ms. Lottie Song's house. I'll never forget it. On, on Martin Luther, it was 7th Street at the time. It's changed to Martin Luther King Boulevard now. But I was sitting in a training class about 7 p.m. that night, in a teacher training class, and they were doing this story about Jesus, and you're putting the figures on the board and all this kind of stuff. And I realized that I had, for the, you know, I realized I, the assurance of my salvation. I, I, I knew based on the, what they said that night, and I knew from that point on, I knew that Jesus Christ is in my life. He would never leave me nor forsake me. My life was changed because of him. I wanted, when, I, when I went to East Texas State, my, my goal was to be a, a computer program and all that kind of stuff. Instead of y'all reading about Bill Gates, y'all may have been reading about Dwayne Lawrence. But God had some other plans. Changed my whole life. And little did I know, down the road, he would call me into the ministry. My plans were changed because of him. Deacon Alfred Butler, deacon in Corsica County, Texas, Second Mission Baptist Church, 909 South 5th Street in Corsica County, Texas, said to me, I was about 17 years old, he said, with all due respect, he said, boy, I may be home in glory, but you're going to preach. 17. And I said, to Deacon Butler, I said, "Well, well, apparently Deacon Butler, the Lord had said that He hadn't said anything to me. He told that to you, but He hadn't said anything to me. That's what I kind of brushed it off." And, and when the Lord called me to the ministry, I heard Deacon Alfred Butler's voice. Hello. I may be home in glory, but you gonna preach? Didn't want to be a preacher. Didn't have no preacher in my family. Can't sing best thing I can do is make a jaw for noise. And in that day and time, I grew up around O.L. Hegman and, and uh, all these famous preachers that could sing and hoop and all this kind of stuff. And that's why I was thinking, Peter. I was thinking you had to do all that hooping and singing and stuff like that. And God says, No, I have a plan for you. I just want you to be who you are. My life was changed. Because of him. Because of him. I'm always done things the way they ought to be done and all that kind of stuff, but my life was changed because of him. These wise men, their plans were changed because of him. What about you? Has God been saying to you, maybe you ought to change your plans? Maybe you ought to spend a little bit more time pursuing me and the plan I have for you. So what can we learn from these wise men? Three things kind of wrapped up in about eight, but I'm going to try to give them to you as quick as I can. Um, Follow his plan. See, whatever, whatever God has for you, it is for you, nobody else. I can't think of the name of the, the author, but I, the name of the book, I think it's called Any Steps. I believe it is. But, but the, he, he wrote, I'm trying to think of the author's name now, but he wrote that, that the real tragedy in life is that God has created all of us as originals. But most of us die as carbon copies. We spend a lot of time trying to be like somebody else the best person you can be is the person that God created you to be. So follow his plan. The wise men followed God's plan and they obeyed him in every way because as a result of that, maybe somebody in Persia or in the east where they came from, lives would change because of what the wise men had witnessed and then fulfilled his purpose. The wise men were not really concerned about anybody else's purpose per se but they knew they had a purpose to fulfill because they said we have come to worship him and they when they saw what had happened their purpose was was fulfilled because they accomplished the thing that god wanted them to accomplish at that particular time and remember these men were not what we would consider as christians so follow his plan fulfill his purpose and then function in his power. Because I don't have any power. You don't have any power unless it comes from God. This is not on the screen, but let me just read this real quick for you uh, as it relates to uh, how can we be like these wise men? They, they read and believed God's Word daily. Now, they, they read the Scripture as it relates to what they had at the time. They didn't have the all the six, six books that you and I have, you know, we, we got all the books and we don't even read that. But, but they, 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 they read the word of God and they believe the word of God because that's why they came from the east to Jerusalem. So they read the word of God. Secondly, this is what they did. They sought Jesus. They sought Jesus. Only what you do for Christ will last. You can build your cathedrals, grand and tall, but only what you do for Christ will last. So they sought Jesus. Then number three, recognize the worth of Jesus. Think about that. Recognize the worth of Jesus, that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came from heaven to earth to give his life on the cross for you and for me, and we do not deserve it. Stop fooling yourself and thinking that you're so got it together that you deserve salvation. No, there's none that doeth good. No, not one. These wise men's plans were changed because of him. So, recognize the worth of Jesus. And he's more valuable than anything you could ever own. The, the, the greatest decision i ever made in my life was the day I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. And after that, everything else in my life changed because of that. Everything else in my life changed because of Jesus. So, recognize the worth of Jesus. And then, and then, and then, this is this. Humble yourself in true worship. Not just tradition, because this is what we do on Sundays. And 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 this may come as a shock to some of y'all, but do you, you do know you don't have to wait till Sunday to worship the Lord, right? Amen. You do know that, right? Yeah. You you can worship me any day. Some of the best, wonderful, most spiritual times I've had when just me and the Lord. When I was jogging, can't do that right now, though, but uh we're gonna get there. And so. So, the, the, again, the point is, 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 is humble yourself in, with true worship of God. And then the last thing here, what the wise men did, they obeyed God rather than man. Stop spending all or most of your time trying to please the Joneses. You know, some of, you, some of y'all have gotten so, y'all did it again. So deep in debt, keeping up with the Joneses, and if y'all knew how the Joneses were struggling, you probably wouldn't want to keep up with them. But, but, but recognize who he is and recognize why he came and devote your life to pleasing Him. Stop competing and comparing. Some people are in trouble right now because they keep competing and, and comparing. And, and let me say this to the young people, you know, your parents didn't receive the stuff or didn't accumulate the stuff they had overnight. I'm going to say that again. (laughs) Your parents didn't accumulate what they got overnight. It took them a while. And you're not going to accumulate what you're trying to get overnight. It's going to take some time. Trust God in the process and ask Him to help you to be a wise person. These men were wise because their pursuit was to seek him, Jesus. Their purpose was to worship him, Jesus. Their praise was to him, Jesus. Their presentations were to him, Jesus, and their plans were changed because of him, Jesus. I want you right now to bow your heads and close your eyes and as Chris plays softly, I want you to think about, are there things in your life that you need to change? Or Are there, are there things in your life you need to change? I, I don't know what that may be. I don't know what that is. Maybe you just spend more time in the Word of God. One reason the wise men uh, want to seek Jesus is because they spend time studying the Hebrew Scripture. And they were convinced, we, we want to seek out this King. We want to seek out Him because we believe He is who He says He is. So are there things in your life that you need to change so that you will seek the word of God on a daily basis not just not just when you when it's convenient for you but as a lifestyle seek him trust him if that's you and you want to just do that just 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 right there in your seat just whatever God has whatever God has placed in your heart as it relates to you you having to change that then you deal with that it's between you and God Whatever God has built in your life that you need to change, ask Him. God, since you've shown this to me, then help me to change it. Because my whole pursuit is to seek you. I want to seek you, God, and your plan, your purpose that you have for me, and I want to function in your power. And then if you have not trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You have not trusted Him as your personal Savior. You haven't said something like this, Lord Jesus. I believe You died. I believe You were buried. I believe You rose from the grave, and I ask You now to come in my heart and be my Savior. You want to do that today? I want you to just stand right where you are, and we want to talk with you about that after church. Uh, we'll be want we'll to have to talk with you about that. And then maybe you've been coming living here for quite some time, and you just you know kind of you know I've been coming here a long time, and I haven't made my Mine, but today I want to become a member of living with if that's you. I want you to stand right where you are. I want to become a member of living Word. If that's you, I want you to stand right where you are. And then if you're not sure of your salvation, but today the Spirit of God has assured you that when you accepted Christ as your personal savior, you accepted Christ. When you may not, you still want some information about that, or you'd like to know more about that. We'll be more than happy to talk to you about that. If that's you, would you stand right where you are as it relates to assurance of your salvation? I would really like to think that these wise men's lives were changed because of Jesus. Because of Jesus. For whatever reason, if you want to come before the altar or you want to stand right where you are, it's your time. It's between you and and God. Thank you again for your word. We thank you for sharing with us today the visit of the wise men. And Father, we pray that you would help us to be mindful of how you worked, how you moved in the lives of those wise men. And Father, our prayer today is that you would help us to follow your plan to fulfill your purpose and to function in the power of the Holy Spirit as we serve you day by day. Looking forward to that day when we shall see you and be with you forever. God, we give you praise for what you've done here today and we love you and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.